Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a journalist and host who goes live every Wednesday on Facebook at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with her show, We Gotta Talk. And she also releases a new podcast episode every Thursday. My guest today is Sunny Abada. What made you fall in love with journalism? Well, I always loved writing from a really young age, and I really enjoyed observing things happening around me too. I was the kind of kid who would sit at the adult table and listen to conversations as a child, a little on the quieter side, just was very observant and interested, I guess, is the best way to describe how I was just kind of born. So I think writing and then eventually journalism were just such a natural fit because it really played into my natural curiosity about the world. Um, I did not think I would end up in TV journalism specifically. I probably would have chosen print journalism were easier to find a job and an internship but I graduated college at a time where things were making a big transition of course with um, you know everything moving online and that whole industry was changing much more rapidly than TV journalism was and what I loved about television journalism was um, what I came to love about it I should say because I started out loving writing and I always loved um, storytelling and and meeting new people and learning new things. But what I what I came to love about TV journalism was telling a great story really briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be really concise in TV. You have to make it interesting in TV. You have a limited amount of time in TV. So um, it became a challenge for me to tell a story, a great story, as quickly as possible and as well as possible. And um, I just came to really fall in love with that format. And, you know, even today with what I do, kind of still falls into that category, I would say. How has your journalist background helped you with having a podcast? Oh, so much. I'm a sucker for details and sourcing and making sure that everything, to the extent that I can with a few, the little amount of help that I have is, you know, as accurate and as, like I say, well sourced as possible. Um, What is unique, I think, about my podcast and the way I approach things is due to that journalism's edge. I mean, it's never just a brief spray. It's always a deep dive. There are lots of details. There are plenty of opportunities in the topics we cover, even if there's only one guest for me to present a critical point of view to kind of get both sides of a story. I'm always keeping in mind that there are two sides to a story. Even in interviews where there's only one person to talk to, I do my best to, um, you know, play that devil's advocate role when necessary and when possible to you know, help people understand their stories are multifaceted. So yeah. it's really helped me, uh, you know, not only I feel a great interviewer and conversationalist, but it's helped me to keep those basic principles in mind too, which I think are really important these days when oh, yeah. so one angle is told. What have been some of the highlights in your career thus far? Oh, goodness. I flew with the Blue Angels, um, which is... Uh, like the, I forget what it's called. It's like the, the super fast jets. I can't think of what they are, but like the ones, the fighter jets. Fighter yeah. Jets. Um, so that was amazing. And I also blacked out for a time <laughs> because they did this, this back roll kind of thing. It's essentially like a back flip in the plane. They just oh my God. That's backwards in a loop. Um, so that was so thrilling and cool, even though I was out for a good 30 seconds of that. Yeah, I would be too. Um, 
Yeah, Chris is crazy. Um, I've interviewed presidential candidates, Mitt Romney, um, Paul Ryan, vice presidential candidate. That was pretty cool seeing the Secret Service in action, you know, around mm-hmm. these, these guys as they were um, campaigning here in Florida. Um, I've trained as a firefighter. A local fire department got me in a whole suit. We went into a, like a burning, like a controlled burn house. And I got to really experience that. Um, I've just interviewed tremendously intelligent people every day in the fields of of science and business and medicine and everything um what was really cool about my latest job even though it was at the local level we really had a unique format where it wasn't just us reading off of a teleprompter we did anywhere from three to six interviews per anchor per day um, unscripted yeah so it really gave me the opportunity to learn how to interview a ton of people very quickly and yeah out there so oh it's just so many people I kept we covered the Casey Anthony trial down here in Orlando that's so cool George Zimmerman trial I mean so many newsworthy events and um September 11th uh crash site was mm-hmm. right outside of Pittsburgh where I also worked for a time so I covered plenty of um memorial services held at the Shanksville crash site oh wow sobering and very poignant um just really incredible to get into deeply into some of these stories that really impacted the world. So that's just what's coming to mind. right Yeah. Now. But it was a wonderful job for a really long time, for sure. Oh, yeah. What advice would you tell a journalism student like me about what the industry is like? Because, like, you know, your professors in college tell you, like, one thing about maybe, like, their past. They kind of pretty much reflect on their past experiences. At least that's what I'm kind of feeling. So what would you tell a college student who's studying journalism like me about, like, the industry? I would say the best thing you can do is to get into an internship as quickly and as frequently as possible. I would be speaking to just the local television side of things, but I was surprised at how quickly it moved, how deadline driven it was, how self driven you have to be to make a story happen. You have to come up with it. You have to call the people and set it up. You have to get out there and interview them. You have to write your story in a live truck with, you know, whatever your laptop balanced on your lap. And it, I was, really 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 not surprised in a bad way but surprised in just like a shocked way at how quickly the industry moves so Mm -hmm. I would say for anyone who's interested in journalism whether it's on the print side the digital side or the tv side get in there work for free ask questions it was always really strange to me when we would have interns who didn't ask any questions Mm -hmm. I'm like this is a great opportunity to like you know find out how the producer comes up with what they're stacking in the show or how the reporter gets that story that they came up with. So ask questions, get your feet in there, work for free if you have to. I know that's not a popular thing to say these days. Yeah. Um, You have to do what you have to do because there's 15 people behind you who will do it if you don't. And Mm -hmm. um, the experience will really tell you, you know, if it's a fit for you. And that's the only way to know is to kind of get in there. How do you think the inter- the industry has changed since you started? I just, social media and faster internet speeds, mm-hmm. which were like, that was sort of the transition that I straddled while I was in TV news still changed everything. Um, I remember when I took a job back in 2003, I started just two weeks out of college and sure we had a website for the station and sure we once in a while put stories online that we also had on TV, but it was much less 
of focus, seeing the transition from digital completely taking over or to digital completely taking over has been the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that has really forced newsrooms to adjust accordingly to make content still as accurate, still as interesting, but a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, Really challenge the people who are in front of the camera to work a little harder to show up not only on their newscast but also behind the scenes and bring oh people yeah there. so it really has like doubled the workload in some ways because you're you're showing up you're on air twice as much as you ever were before mm-hmm. so, so i think it's um it's changed it on every level and i think it's it's mostly been a good thing mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard to keep up with because you know the priority still is is the information and making sure that that's accurate and and given in a timely manner when you have to, you know, write a web version of your story and interview the person and get it edited. Oh, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's increased the workload in some ways, but I also would like to think that this TV stations have have reaped the reward for that because the benefit of all that is that people have been able to see those on air people as more of human beings now. The connection is a little yeah. deeper and more real because they're you're seeing them in different facets and in different ways now. Uh huh. Absolutely, you're actually like seeing them as people and not just people on TV these days. Right. Right. It's really benefits all of the stations. I think. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. It's like you can finally you can kind of see that like the people on uh who are reporting the, like the news like on a local news channel aren't just pretty faces and dresses in a full face of makeup. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really if you use social media as a as a television journalist, if you use social media responsibly, um, you know, I don't think everybody does it right all the time. Um, I think it can really enhance your career and it can really help open you up to new viewers and mm-hmm. new people who maybe wouldn't have wouldn't have watched or read your stuff before oh yeah what was the inspiration behind your podcast my podcast we actually just um did a little bit of a rebrand in september of last year so it's coming up on a year of being called we gotta talk but i've been podcasting and keeping content since late 2017 and we gotta talk is the name of the podcast and it's also the sort of philosophy that I live by. I like to ask a ton of questions. I like to understand. I like to reach out, connect. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk for the show isn't just a name, but it's the way that we treat every topic that we cover. It's an issues-based show. So we pick a topic per week and we just dive in. Mm-hmm. It can be something as generic as change or rituals, or, you know, we're, we're doing a, we did a week on sexual health. We did a week on, um, gender identity Um, and we take that topic and through not only the podcast and and the talk show which is on Facebook too so it's video Mm -hmm. and but we do Instagram lives we do a ton of social content and we we come at that uh, topic from different angles yeah so I think what makes it special is that um, a lot of stuff out there is really great entertaining and sort of personality driven we got to talk is more issues driven more storytelling driven or information sharing I always say I'm like an info dealer I'm like the person you come to if you're you know just want to learn something new Mm -hmm. and um we really pride ourselves on finding people who love to dig deep on topics and who love and are open to seeing things from different angles and answering any question yeah question so um so yeah it's different in that way it's definitely a it's got a journalist's edge to it. It's not. Um, oh, totally. 
You know, it's it's fun. I, I we laugh a ton, and it's really like there is a ton of personality in there. But I, I hope that people who listen also walk away with either a new empathy for the topic that we've covered, or a new understanding, or curiosity about learning more. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's really it's fun. Yeah. It's really- How did you come up with the name of "We Gotta Talk" for your podcast? I just say it all the time. I say, it to I was like, I should just call my podcast that. I'm like, okay, we gotta talk. You know, my husband and my friends and my family and people I know. Mm-hmm. Or like, even when I was doing these interviews under our old name and branding, um, I would find myself going in with one idea in mind, and the, and the guest would say something, and I was like, okay, wait, we gotta talk about this. You know, oh, like, that happens for me all the time. Yes, yes. You want to like dig deeper, right? Yeah. So, noticing okay this phrase is popping up a ton in my day-to-day life because this is how I live my life mm-hmm. I talk things through I'm that person who's like you know if something is on my mind I I talk it through so uh-huh. I felt like it was a just really a natural fit for the show oh yeah what is something you've learned about the world of podcasting that you didn't know before you started just how hard it is to really succeed mm-hmm. it's just a really tough industry it is um, Yeah, that's not to say that I don't love doing what I do. And if five people listened, I would still, I would still do it. It really satiates um, my natural curiosity. Like this show helps me stay afloat too, because it's been a connection to the outside world, especially over the past year for me. That's been really amazing. But I think that was the biggest surprise for me is um, just knowing how much you have to do to kind of get get it out there in the yep. world and okay with the work aspect of it because um you know i thankfully work with some some great people that i worked with in television news so we know how to work and we know how to crank it yeah. out but it's like oh my gosh sometimes you feel like you put so much effort into it and you're just like if only this could just go a little bit farther or i get to a few more people so you're always just fighting you're always swimming upstream mm-hmm. like right now uh-huh totally yeah and what ways do you think podcasting has benefited the world of reporting and journalism? Um, I think it's allowed journalism brands and um, media outlets to expand their reach mm-hmm. in a positive way. Um, you know, most content is is free, and I think if, for example, you're a newspaper or a television station and you have the ability to take a story and not only print it or put it on television but have a reporter record a 20-minute podcast yeah um again it reaches more people so it's benefited them because it's expanded their reach mm-hmm. it's made them be able to get to more people um with probably very little additional cost mm-hmm. reporters would be happy about yeah they're always like okay now you've done 10 stories go record it for finance i'm not sure that they'd be happy and i certainly hope having come from that end of things mm-hmm. that um, if talent are being asked to do additional work that they're being compensated fairly but um it's great for the stations because yeah. it's one way to reach people and um and get that information out there in what other ways do you see the world of podcasting and journalism and reporting evolving over the course of the future? I think we'll start to, we'll continue to see a little bit of a um, cult of personality develop. I think there are people who are columnists or regular writers and newspapers, for example, that have always had strong followings and people that go back to that or subscribe to that online newspaper just to read their stuff. Um, so I think we'll continue to see personality-driven things that are more opinion or editorial in yeah. nature. Um, I, I think we'll start to see 
more paywalls soon, which mm -hmm. again is great for content creators because the more you put out there and the more you're putting into the world, you can mm -hmm. monetize a sliver of that. It, yeah. It's amazing and I'm all for um, being able to make money doing what you are good at and what yeah. you love. So I see that happening too. And you know, maybe finally people also realizing that some content is worth paying for. And if you want that extra information mm -hmm. or that extra whatever that it's worth three dollars a month or whatever yeah so i see that really really evolving and people really making a living a, yeah. a great living off of doing this kind of stuff what is something you miss about being a child oh that's a sweet question um i miss being outside we were outside <laughs> all the time yeah we had a lot of woods and green space and yeah i just miss being in the, our tree house or just walking around with like no focus except to just explore and to just be present. I just really miss that sometimes. I feel like I'm like many people trapped inside and in front of screens so much. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite time of the year? Fall. And I oh. live in Florida now, so I don't get a fall. It's just sad. I'm from yeah. Pittsburgh originally and we had gorgeous, fall seasons up there and just that transition from like late September to early October where it was just the perfect amount of crisp in the air. Yeah. Where, you know, I just, oh, it's just my favorite, favorite time of the year. I'm in Michigan. We get like the same. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yeah. On a scale from one being the worst and 10 being the best, how good do you think you are at keeping up with the latest and greatest trends? In what area? That's a broad. Like trend. in the, the trends of like what's trending on like social media and like the videos that are going around and things oh, like God, that. Two out of ten. <laughs> not, not very happy. And not because I don't find it entertaining or fun. It's just that I don't have time, yeah. you know, to um, once in a while, you know, try to hop on something or like bring it up on the podcast and we can kind of yeah. chat about it. But I'm not so great about about that because we're like a little less like current events focused and kind of like more of an issues based show it's mm -hmm. like not always super like okay this is what people are talking about so we have to but we try to like work that in too mm -hmm. so, you know there's space for that what is your favorite song to dance to oh my gosh uh i love a little electric slide because i'm a child of the 80s and 90s <laughs> this um Italian song that was played at all the weddings called the Tarantella. It's like um I feel like I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. I'm probably on like social media or something. Like I have a huge Italian family. We all come to the dance floor for the Tarantella when that comes on. Um and then I just love nineties like hip hop. I'm like mm -hmm. older. I'm gonna be forty this year and that was like, you know, the music that I love dancing too and just associate with my youth so like i mean any and everything like tupac and you know like all of that era of like early rap that's mm -hmm. like popular at the time it's just really fun for me too oh yeah are you an early bird or a night owl i'm like half and half i force myself to be an early bird a few days out of the week i get up early i get a workout in before the kids wake up and I don't think I naturally trend that way, but I love every day that I do it. I pop right out of bed and get a workout in the drive there 
is so peaceful because I have my coffee and I have my podcast, whatever I'm listening to mm-hmm. on. It's just like, oh. Um, but I think given the choice on a Saturday, I'm going to sleep in. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. I sleep in on the, the weekends is the best time to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of your five senses do you think is the strongest? Hi. Say hi. <laughs> this is my oldest little girl. Our middle one. We have three. Um, oh, I don't know. I've always been a smell person. I can smell everything. Like, I have a super sniffer. Oh, yeah. And I'm, my favorite thing is smelling something that, like, evokes a memory or, you know, it's like a scent that's so tied to memory. Mm-hmm. So you know, bringing up something from childhood. Sometimes I'll smell a shampoo that I used to use when I was, you know, eight or nine. Or yeah. I'll like smell that Aussie three minute miracle, which is like a conditioner. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 12 again. You yeah. Know, really, that's what I enjoy the most for sure. Who is someone that you hope to maybe interview or meet someday? Oh goodness. Um, I never thought of that. I, I would love to I mean, gosh, any and every president that's still, yeah, okay, uh, okay, thanks, um, that's still alive and, you know, cogent, I would love to, to just sit down and, and chat with, you know, I would love to talk to somebody in some of the um, most top secret, like, um, NSA programs that hold all the information on UFOs. Oh, talk. yeah. I would love to know what they really know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what comes to mind. I think right off the bat. What is your favorite thing to do on vacation? Read and sit. Whether it's on the beach or we're somewhere colder and I can snuggle up on the couch. I just like to sit and read uninterrupted. It's just like my happy place. What animal or animals terrify you? You know, I don't love them, but snakes don't bother me as much as they seem to bother the rest of the world. They like are kind of gross and gross me out. But I think what really terrifies me in the world of animals is roaches. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's just something about the way they move. They're super skittish and fast. They're so fast. Have you ever tried to kill a roach? It's impossible to like get to it. Uh So creep me out, I think the most. Maybe with snakes being a close second. Yeah. Who is someone you always turn to for advice? I think my mom still. She's my best friend and someone that I just knows. Well, and my and my little best friend here too, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's qualified to give advice on, I always turn to her. At six and a half, do you think you'd give good advice? Do you give, like if mommy has an issue, could, do you like help me out? She's like, yeah. what? Yeah, you do. You know what? She always, she's a very wise little one, mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely my mom. And, um, if it's a business thing, I have a couple of really close friends from the, from the TV world that I'll just give a quick shout out to and yeah. you know, get their thoughts on, on something work related. Once again, I've been speaking with host and journalist, Sunny Abada. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with Jane Bruce from Jagged Little Pill on Broadway.